Gents, welcome to another episode of the Phenomenal Podcast. I always like to start with a song, so that was Post Malone with "Congratulations" fe- uh, featuring Quavo, I believe is how you say it. So, the last episode of the year. This is going to be episode number nine. Thanks for everyone who's been listening thus far. I appreciate it. Um, so, I just want, wanted to sort of do. Um, I haven't done one this week. I sort of just wanted to do a year in review. So, a lot of shits happened this year. A lot and a lot of things. Personally, it's been is obviously my first year out of school, so it's one of those years that's a bit of a weird one because you never really know what's happening. Um, pretty much everything's a first day, you know, first day uni, first day new rugby team, first day anything. You know, you could have moved out and could have been first day in your new house, um, and it's it's weird. But the main thing I sort of wanted to talk about today was the main news stories. Sorry, that's just a message going off in the background. Um, it's sort of the main news stories of 2017, um, looking forward to 2018, um, but sort of my take on the year we've had. So 2017, basically there's this article, it's called 2017 year in review. Here are the top 10 biggest news stories by NBC news in the States. So probably I want to say, I reckon the biggest story in the world, um, of 2017 is the new president. So, uh, Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States on January 20th. Um, so obviously people have seen that as a massively controversial thing. To be honest, look, I, I don't have the time. I'm one of those people. I sort of have the t- don't have the time to give a shit about um, being outraged with what Trump says and does, especially living in Australia. Does it impact us? Yes, it does, kind of. But I think everyone... Like the world's going to go on regardless of what Trump says or does. Look, at the end of the day, he's not going to... He's not a stupid guy. I think everyone's starting to think he's a stupid guy. He's not. Um, so just give him, a bit of, give him a, bit of tr- a bit of trust. Give everyone a bit of trust. I'm not saying that political leaders have, um, I guess, the intelligence that they should have, but... Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we've just got to just fucking give him some time. He's been in the job less than a year and he's never been a political figure before. He's going to make some mistakes and he's got a a highly charismatic personality. So of course he's going to say some dumb shit and, um, that's just the way it is. But I think he's, I'm not going to say, I don't want to say he's done a great job because I haven't analyzed it, but you know, I haven't really had any problems with what he's done. A lot of the things he said that outraged everyone, he hasn't ended up doing. Which I think, um, if you if you are a social justice warrior or one of those groups that would have been impacted by that, uh, by if he'd gone through with that, I think you know you should be kind of he should be sort of happy it's not happened. Um, I would rather look at the positive of him as a president rather than the negative. So, oh man. Just drinking from the new stainless steel water bottle. Jeez, what an what an attribute to the um 
What an addition to the clo- to the old uh, Christmas presents that was this year. No, in all seriousness, I am enjoying um, just this break, this week off. I feel like from pretty much Christmas Eve to the New Year, it's sort of just those few, that I think those eight or nine days that no one really knows what they're doing. Um, everyone's sort of off work or working part-time and you just feel a bit a bit weird because everyone is, um, you know, just doing their own thing and there's not much to do really. Um, but regardless of that, on to the next one. Um, great attentions with North Korea. Um, you know, that was, I wouldn't say it's funny, but Jesus, not like, let's be honest, who are we rooting for between America and North Korea? Like, let's be a hundred, as Australians, who are we supporting in that situation? Um, yeah, it's, it's insane, man. I, Kim Jong-un does not have his shit together. You know, it's, um, it's a crazy thing. I'm not... It worries me, you know what I mean? Like, I think it worries most of you guys listening to this because, you know, we've got someone who's in a highly unstable mental mental state who effectively runs um, runs a large country that's aggr- very militarily aggressive um, and they make a lot of threats. So, But let's be honest, I remember when I was in, like, year five. So when was that? I was 11. Eight years ago, we were still... We were talking about how North Korea has the potential to blow up the whole world. You know, look, these aren't, um, these aren't revelations. You know, nothing's really changed. Um, there's been, I'm reading this for the first time, to be honest. So I'm just seeing what's going on. Jesus. How many, there's another article, celebrity deaths. How many people die? Mary Tyler Moore died. I don't know who I, I don't know who these guys are. Chuck Berry, who's Chuck Berry? Isn't Chuck Berry the guy who sung um Johnny Be Good? Yeah, oh, it is from Back to the Future. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. Oh man, I lo- I loved that movie and that um love that movie, love that song. You know, the worrying thing about all this is all everyone who's died looks pretty young. You know, Eddie Murphy's brother died. Who else has died? How are all these people dying? You know, it's actually pretty worrying. Um, Oh, fucking Adam West. That's the biggest one for me. Adam West. For those of you who don't know that, Adam West is the original Batman. So those awesome old school um, episodes of Batman, the really corny ones, he was Batman. God, that, that killed me when I saw that. And he also played a character in... um, It was Mayor Adam West in Family Guy, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. But man, I feel like after a week off the podcast, I feel like I'm freaking losing... <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my consistency in everything. It just feels fucking weird, man. Really weird. But back to the news. Uh, the Me Too, the hashtag Me Too movement. Um, so I'll just read it. In early October, back-to-back bombshell new reports revealed that film mogul Harvey Weinstein allegedly lured women into hotel rooms and bars, Jesus Christ, and sexually assaulted, harassed, or assaulted them in what have some 
in what some have described as an open secret known for years in Hollywood. Well, what? Yeah, fuck. Well, look, if it's an open secret, I don't know why everyone's making a whole fucking big deal out of it right now. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, it's a, it's an issue. It's a huge issue, and it should never have, never have happened. Um, but it, it, it almost like comes from a. When I say, when I sound frustrated from with this, it is from a, a place of frustration that it got to this point, and that if this has been happening for a while, why has it not been brought to the forefront as of yet? You know, that's just the way I think. Um, but yeah, fuck Harvey Weinstein, you know what I mean? Like that's, man, if you, as a, like as a man, that makes me pissed off. Do you know what I mean? Because when, you know, you get, when you get those hard left social justice warrior, um, like feminazis, and they start going off on men. I don't want to be grouped into that kind of situation, grouped into those, that kind of bunch as a man, you know, and all men are, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you just get bunched into that, um, just being a man and it sucks. You get bunched into that, um, reputation and all that shit. And it's all, it's the same with everything. There's always, there's always just a couple of people who ruin it for every, for ruin it for the rest of us. um, so yeah, man, I, w- I wish that Me Too movement. It's not that I wish that it never happened. I think it's good that it's been brought to the forefront. However, I wish what caused it to happen never happened. If that makes sense. So um, we'll move on. The massacres in Las Vegas and Texas. Yeah, that was pretty ruthless. We'll, I'll focus on te- on Las Vegas. So um, who was it? Stephen Paddock, sixty-four years old, acted alone killing 59 people, injuring more than 500 others. It's the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history. Dude, I remember watching that on the news, um, and that was freaking insane. Like, that was that was over the top. Um, and then another one, Dave, Devin Kelly killed 26 parishioners and injuring 19 others, entering a church in rural Texas and opening fire. Man, there's some... There's some absolute fucking losers in this world, hey. Absolute losers. I don't even... It's hard, I should have thought this through. It's hard to respond to these kind of news stories because what do you say? It shouldn't have happened. I'm not going to be able to say anything, you know, original. Um, yeah, but it's... Fuck, man, it's disappointing that kind of stuff happens because it's crazy. Especially in America, with their gun laws, they are pretty loose. Like, you're allowed to carry a gun on your person. So... That like it really shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that there's shootings in America quite frequently. It's like, for example, it's like in Australia, we don't have guns, so we don't. There aren't many shooting deaths. Most, I think, most of our deaths are like road, road related. Um, and I saw a crazy stat. I think like four hundred people have died in New South Wales roads this year. Um, the fuck, man. That is a lot of people. 400 people just in New South Wales. Man, it's disappointing, isn't it? You know, you think to yourself, I feel like a lot of those deaths could be um, avoided for sure. Um, And I've... I was in a... um, I was in a car crash a couple of years ago. I'll go into it another on another episode, but it sort of just opens your eyes to how dangerous driving actually is, and to not drive like a freaking idiot. Um, you know, stick to the speed limit. Um, but I I still get like a bit anxious when I have to drive at night because I remember, 
you know, you can't see as far ahead as you want to. And I don't know if it's something to do with my car or if it's just universally cars, but I have a 2004 Impreza, not Subaru Impreza. And the, I feel like when I drive, I feel like the, um, the lights aren't, they don't go as far as they should, if that makes sense. I feel like they're only like five to 10 meters ahead of me. So, the, but my high beams are gone. My high beams will show 200 meters ahead, but my normal, obviously you can't have high beams on when people are driving towards you. So, um, irrespective, we'll move on. What else has happened? What is the culture? The culture wars. Jesus Christ. I'm not fucking reading that. Something to do with racial inequality. Um, I don't know how much racial inequality actually exists anymore. Um, in Australia, I don't think it's that prevalent. Uh, we'll move on to sport. So I want to say the biggest sporting event of all time did happen. Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match. Um, I did watch this. <laughs> I did. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Floyd Mayweather. I'm just Googling. Oh man. I, I did watch it. Really enjoyed it. Um, I got to say it's, it was a, um, a really interesting fight. I think Connor surprised a lot of people with how he went. Uh, a lot of people say Connor won the first four rounds. I'd have to agree with them. You know, I was watching them and, you know, Connor was landing punches. Apparently Connor landed more punches than Manny Pacquiao did on Floyd. So, you know, you can't disagree with that. That's a pretty phenomenal record. But it's, um, it was one of those things, obviously, sorry, Floyd won in the 10th round via TKO. Um, I think, yeah, Connor just got fatigued for those people. I saw a lot of shit. People were like, people were blowing up around, um, around Connor, apparently, you know, taking too much damage in that. It's like, if you think that Floyd inflicted more damage on Connor than, than than Nate Diaz did in that five round war, then you're crazy. Trust me, Connor got fatigued. His legs went tired. If anyone, if any of you guys are athletes, you know what that feeling is when your legs are wobbly and you can't go to the ground and you're trying to stay up and you just, the reason why he looked so dazed in his face was because he was so tired. He was breathing heavy, um, Obviously, it's his first ever boxing match, and it is a different thing. So he was in there about, I think it was 28 minutes he went in there, and the longest he's ever gone is 25 minutes in an MMA match, um, MMA fight. So, look, I think Connor did a crazy job. He's a very rich man now. Uh, I think he made it, apparently he made about $130 million off that fight. Um, obviously, the tax system is going to probably take about 50% of that. I think Floyd made about 400 mil, which is like, when you actually think about that is absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? $400 million for beating someone who's never fought before. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good way to earn a living, but geez, like Floyd is quite, um, he's quite stupid with his money, isn't he? He, he spends it a lot. You know, he always, he's like, he wears $800,000 watches and he rotates them. He buy he has like four houses each worth like thirty mil. You know, we're talking about someone who his his nickname is Floyd Money Mayweather. You know, so I think 
Look, we definitely could see Floyd fight again. I was listening to a Dana White interview, and maybe he was just hyping it up again. But I think um, he was saying he reckons Floyd will fight again. He's 40 years old, though, now. So if he wants to fight again, I would say he does. I would say he wants to get it done soon because your body will start to deteriorate after 40, especially at those lighter weight divisions. But um, I don't think people should be talking about Connor getting, you know, TKO'd. He didn't get knocked out. He got TKO'd. The ref jumped in and they interviewed him like 30 seconds later and he was speaking fine. So for any of you, any of you who've had a concussion, you know what a concussion feels like. You don't speak properly and you don't feel good at all. Connor was fine. Trust me. I've seen it. I've seen it before. I'll see it again. Connor was, he obviously wasn't fine. He'd just been in a boxing match with the greatest boxer of all time, but he didn't take as much damage as what everyone thinks he did. But I think the main thing we all need to admire, or we don't need to admire it, but I like to admire it is just how good Floyd Mayweather is at boxing. Just how intelligent he is. You know, 50 wins and zero losses as a professional. That is it's insane. I literally cannot believe that. Um, you know, he beat Rocky Marciano's record of 49 and 0. Jesus, 50 wins. Like, if you think about it, five, being 5 and 0 is a pretty good record. Five wins. And then when you start getting to like 15 and 0, that's, that's good. That's good as hell. And then he's gone 50 and 0. Obviously, in boxing, they do hype you up a bit more, whereas in MMA, um, I don't think, like, I think it's Khabib. Khabib's actually fighting tomorrow. So oh, today, if you guys are listening to it, I'm recording it. Um, I'm recording this on the Saturday, the 30th. Um, it's going live tomorrow, Sunday, the 31st, the last day of 2017. Um, Jesus Christ, man. I'm, Khabib's fighting Edson Barbosa for what is deemed to be, in the UFC, obviously, what is deemed to be, um, the number one contender to the lightweight championship. So basically the way I think everyone's hoping it's going to work out is Connor's going to come back in, I think it's March-ish, March, April next year, fight Tony Ferguson for the undisputed belt. Whoever wins that is going to fight Khabib or Edson, Edson Barbosa, whoever wins. Um, but Khabib's like 24-0. and 0. He's never lost. So... I was watching an Ariel Hawani interview, who's a really good reporter for the UFC, or for MMA, um, and apparently Khabib doesn't even know what it feels like to lose anymore. Like, he can't remember the last time he lost anything in his life. He's just freakishly competitive. Apparently, he's never been tapped out in training. Um, just a real freak. Just a freak. Um, in other news, in the... What happened in rugby this year? I feel like I feel like absolutely nothing happens in rugby any year. Look, and I'm a rugby fan. Well, I used to be, but I'm a rugby player. Um, what else happened, man? I just... You know what I mean? I always feel like nothing actually happens in rugby because nobody... Nobody cares. We'll see. All Blacks Rugby. Let's just go with the All Blacks because they're, they're the, they are the best team in the world. Um, yeah, it's a, the thing with rugby for me. The thing with the All Blacks is absolutely insane. Is just the depth they have. Um, it's abs. It's insane. I can't even believe it. How good they are is 
it's ridiculous. So we've got the top, these are top 10 players in the world. So we got top five, Maro Taiji from England and the Lions. Number four, Rico Yuani from the All Blacks. That kid is, I think he's only about a year older than me. And he's played two seasons for the All Blacks. He's a freak. He's fair play to him, man. He, he seems like a pretty nice kid, but oh, Jesus, he's so so athletic, so fast. Just a, an absolute crazy winger. Bowden Barrett, um, yeah, best player in the world, really. Two years in a row has won the um, World Rugby Player of the Year. Will definitely win another one in the future. He's... I've never seen a fly half with so much pace. You know, his goal kicking is definitely definitely leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I think that as a goal kicker myself, I think that his goal kicking is pretty inconsistent. But let's be honest, the All Blacks score enough tries. Um, in terms of Australian rugby, I think they need Pocock back next year. They got like it's it's very good they're getting him back because. Um, I think he's he's one of those staples. You can build a team around Pocock. Um, with this was a weird year for Australian rugby. You know what I mean? Um, it was. I saw. A, I feel like a lot of paper, a lot of competition had gone down. I feel like Australia did beat beat the All Black. All Blacks. Sorry, Jesus. What am I saying? I'm trying to search and do this shit at the same time, but it's difficult. Um, yeah, Australia did beat the All Blacks 23-18, but I, the thing that pisses me off with Australia, and everyone always, whenever Australia beat the All Blacks, everyone hypes it up. It's always in the dead rubber match. You know, it never counts for anything. Like, it doesn't, I think, I don't know how long Australia, New Zealand have had the Bledisloe Cup. It's been a very long time. Um, but it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't really understand why... Everyone seems to make such a big deal out of Australia winning, winning a game every now and then. They should. Um, they lost to Scotland twice, which is, you know, geez, you got to give it to Scotland, hey. Um, they're really improving. I think Stuart Hogg is probably one of the best, probably, the, no, sorry, he is the best fullback in the game. Um, I think, and he's, he's your guy, you know. If you want to show kids, get participation up in footy, sorry, in rugby, you show him that. I mean, sorry, you show them him. He's a, a great player. Look, the rankings are really weird right now. Obviously, New Zealand's up the top, then England, Ireland are coming third, which I'm happy to see. Then Australia, then Scotland. Look, I don't understand how the fuck Australia are coming fourth when Scotland beat them twice. Um, and Scotland almost beat the All Blacks too. It was a pretty close game. Fair enough, Australia did beat the All Blacks. But if Scotland beat Australia twice and Australia beat Scotland no times... Why is Scotland not ahead of Australia? Look, whoever makes these rankings obviously is probably Australian because I feel like I feel like Australia have always been overrated in these rankings. Um, and then you've got South Africa, Wales, Argentina, France, and Fiji. So that's a pretty low ranking for France. Pretty low ranking for South Africa as well, sixth in the world. You'd think they um, would stay higher. Look, where I I think. Where rugby's headed, um, to be honest, I'm not really too sure where it's headed. I think they need, in Australia they need to do something about to participation because there needs to be more of an incentive to play. I know I know kids who've been playing rugby league 
have been getting paid to play rugby league since they were 16 years old. Um, in rugby, you don't get paid until you play shoot shield first grade. So, and that's like, that's the level under, effectively what that is, is the level under super rugby. I don't, the NRC doesn't mean shit. Um, the NRC is just, in, no one watches it. The crowds are like 15 people. It, it just, it, it isn't what, because it isn't what it should be because the ARU don't put enough money into it. They don't hype it enough. Um, it, it just, yeah, it's not what it should be. And it goes on the same time when all the Wallabies are off. I mean, uh, doing Wallaby things. So how can you expect crowds to show up to watch players they don't even know when there's no players they actually know? Unless you're just a diehard rugby fan, which most people aren't, um, I, you know, that... that I question that. I question the logic. But look, the AU's never had good logic, have they? Um, but we'll move on. Uh, so the last bit is, man, I've been watching, I'll tell you what I've been getting into. I've been getting into American sports a little bit more in terms of just the athleticism. And so, for example, in the NBA, the 2017 NBA Finals, Golden State won. Uh, Golden State Warriors beat... The Cleveland Cavaliers, four games to one. Kevin Durant was the MVP. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the athleticism. The only thing I'm not a fan of is it seems you have to be over. Like, I'm not saying you have to be over six feet tall. What I'm saying is the advantage that you receive from being taller is so, you know, it's so much higher than in other sports. Same with NFL. Like I don't, or gridiron, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't think gridiron is an athletically superior sport to something like rugby. Like I said it a couple of episodes ago. If America put all their NFL players into rugby, they'd have the best team in the world because they've got the best athletes in the world. But, you know, they'd rather play a game that takes three hours to play and. You know, every play is fifteen is not even fifteen seconds long, ten seconds long. And you know, I tried to watch it the other day; it just makes no fucking sense. It's the most complex sport ever. Um, they just need to analyze it. They need to. Um, they need to look at it. The other thing I noticed about basketball in the NBA is how many freaking games they play. So I think they play about eighty games a season, which are, like I question why they need to play that many games. Um, it, yeah, it's weird. I don't know why they have to play so many games. It seems like every single day I watch, there's um there's a game on. But either way, you know. So this has been a quick wrap up in terms of my 2017. I've had a good year. Um, it was a bit scary at the beginning. I didn't really know what I was doing at all. Really. Like if I'm if I'm if I am 100 honest, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but you know, got through my first year of uni, which I'm happy with. I'm very proud to get through that. Got through a year of playing rugby in Sydney. It was definitely hard on me. Um, especially with the travel, but I enjoyed it overall. Um, and then when I started, you know, training has gone so well, the gym, that's my passion. I actually, for example, I thought I'd let you guys know, I, um, if any of you do lift weights and squat, I'm, I'm not assuming many of you will. Um, which is fine. Don't like, it's not a bad thing or a good thing, but if you guys are having a few mobility issues with your squat, um, with your ankles, especially because I have an ankle injury 
an old ankle injury and I've got scar tissue build up. And also I've got pretty tight ankles and calves, which is just a pain in the ass. Plus I've got long femurs. In other words, all in all, it makes my squat very inefficient to do. I'm, I'm very, I'm strong at it, but it's how I used to squat. I mean, is not efficient. Um, in terms of, I could stay more upright, hit quads a bit more. So basically what I got for Christmas is I got a pair of Nike Romaleo twos, um, which I'm stoked with. What, for those of you who don't know what they are, you can Google them, Nike Romaleo twos. Uh, they're an Olympic weightlifting shoe, uh, also worn by powerlifters, um, for squats. So basically what it does is they have an elevated heel. They allow for your foot. They allow for greater ankle dorsiflexion, which means, Basically, it allows for your knee to travel further over your foot. Um, yeah, further over your toes, pretty much, is what the practical application would be described as. Um, and I'm, geez, I'm loving, I've been hitting some great numbers recently. I did hit the 180 kilo squat. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I did hit it. It's not that strong, but I'm very proud of it. It's taken me a while. I remember when I first started squatting. Oh my God, I failed. I failed, uh, what was it? It was 140 kilos and it was, I failed that squat and it was fucking, it was, it felt horrible. It was high bar, my mobility, my shoulders was terrible. So I pretty much, it was almost on my neck. It was, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I failed that squat, obviously, you know, I wasn't tight in my back. I was wearing shit shoes, you know, it was disappointing. But so to finally move on and hit a 180 kilo squat, especially with a rugby season in between them and an ankle injury, you know, that's something I'm really proud of. I've worked really hard at getting that. Um, but irrespective of that, what's coming in 2018, to be honest, I could speculate about what's happening in 2018. I have no fucking idea what ha- what's happening. Um, for me, I'm just going to keep on making the podcast, just keep on having fun with it. Get some, I'm, I am going to get some people on in the new year. I know I've said it before. I said it a few weeks ago. I'm getting people on. I am fucking getting people on. All right. Um, they're coming. The people are coming. Uh, I'm, um, I've also got some shirts coming out soon. Just working on some designs. I, I design all my stuff myself because I want it to have, you know, I don't want to sell it out and become all corporate with how I design my shit. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, fi- I finally found the manufacturer I like using. They've re- got really great customer service. They're Australian. Um, everything's printed in Australia, in Sydney, actually, which is, you know, an hour from home. So, um, but most of all, I just want to uh, thank all you guys for all the support. I've really, I think we're at about 250 listens all up. So, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Um, there are loyal people who are, you know, following every single podcast. And man, I really, really appreciate that. That's really kind of you. Um, I realized that I might not be the most scintillating person to listen to or the most interesting, um, but I really appreciate all the support. I feel like, you know, I've only been doing this for about six weeks, not even that long, about a month, I think. Um, I'm just thinking about how good the community could be that we can build around this. And by community, I mean people that we can actually like, you know, make new friends and things like that. I'm not trying to monetize this podcast. Uh, if I do get sponsors eventually for this. That'll be cool. Um, but the way I see it is I'll only ever endorse products I think work and are beneficial. Um, but I'm just looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a cool year, 2018. It's going to be my second year at uni, going to be my first year off rugby. Um, 
in ever since I started when I was so since 2002 pretty much Jesus Christ I've lived a long career already <laughs> um but you know I want to thank you guys so much genuinely I it was a bit of a long-winded explanation before but thank you guys your support means everything to me genuinely it really does um so I want to catch you guys in the next one uh, I appreciate you listening so I've been Fion it is the 31st of December tomorrow when you are listening to this. Um, make sure you guys stay safe. Uh, and I just want to thank, wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and I'll catch you guys next year.